At the turn of the 20th century, the battle for equal access to voting booths in America was underway. This fight was led by women. These are their stories, and this is the Suffragist Project. Susan B. Anthony was already nationally known at the time she broke the law by voting in 1872. A few years earlier, the 14th Amendment had granted equal protection to black people freed after the Civil War, defining citizens as anyone born or naturalized in the United States. Since it didn't exclude women, Anthony figured it could justify her act of voting. She led her sisters and some others to cast ballots in Rochester, New York, and, to coin a phrase, the arrest is history. Yes. My sister told me a gentleman wished to see me? Yes, Miss Anthony. My name is Isaac Quimby. I'm a federal marshal. I'm pleased to meet you, marshal. The pleasure is mine, Miss Anthony. Reading about you in the newspapers has made me feel as though we're already acquainted. I'm sent here to escort you to the office of U.S. Commissioner William Storrs. For what purpose? To arrest you, madam. Your visit's not entirely unexpected. I'm surprised I was able to commit the heinous crime and then return here to spend days thinking I'd gotten away with it. Imagine casting a vote in, what do we call it? A, a free country. The registrars who allowed you to get away with it are being arrested as well. That's a shame. Just young men, fresh at their job. It was only a small effort to convince them that women were among the eligible voters. I told them that I'd be responsible for any court costs should they get in trouble. They are indeed in trouble. And is this the way you would arrest them? Arriving like a, a gentleman caller and offering to stroll with them to the commissioner's office? No, ma'am, but I had hoped to keep this action dignified. No handcuffs, no spectacle. Spectacle is the very thing I want. When I led my sisters to cast their ballots, I wanted to be stopped. I wanted a, a trial in a federal court with all the newspapers covering the story. Instead, we all voted and then walked home. You can imagine what a letdown it was. What gave you the idea that you could register in the first place? Well, the newspapers recommended it. Here, I've saved the editorial. Read it for yourself. Register now. If you were not permitted to vote, you would fight for the right. Undergo all privations for it. Face death for it. You have it now at the cost of five minutes' time to be spent in having your name entered on the voting rolls. Strong words. Facing death for the right 
to vote. I believe it was addressing male voters, Miss Anthony. Well, the piece never specified one sex or the other, so I followed its advice. Is my grave offense the registration or the voting? Oh, I have the order here. I am commanded to convey and deliver into custody the body of Susan B. Anthony, being charged with on the 5th day of November, 1872, in the 8th Ward of the City of Rochester, having voted for a representative in the Congress of the United States without having a lawful right to vote, and contrary to an act of Congress approved May 1870 entitled An Act to Enforce the Rights of Citizens of the United States to Vote. An Act to Enforce... The right of citizens to vote. I admit that on the face of it, there appears to be a contradiction, ma'am. Regardless, I do need to ensure that you report to Commissioner Stores. You need not be arrested here. The Commissioner will be able to handle that. That's quite convenient. But I have no social acquaintance with Mr. Stores, and I do not wish to call on him. Miss Anthony, I don't want this to be a struggle. It is a struggle, Everything about righting this injustice is a struggle. Mr. Quimby, you and I both are just players in the great drama. The plot will advance toward justice, whether we're in the scene or not. But I've worked for this moment for decades. And I'm sensing that woman suffrage is sitting right on the horizon. Although you may think it wrong for me to break your laws to reach that horizon. It's not my place to judge you, Miss Anthony. You'll be tried by a jury of your peers. Marshal Quinby, I believe you've been honest with me up to now. But I have to call you out on that point. I'll be arrested by a man. I'll be incarcerated by a man. I'll face a judge who's a man, and jurors, each of whom is a man. Where in that list do you find any of my peers? You take me to be your superior, then. If a man be rich or poor, educated or ignorant, sober or drunk, politically he remains my sovereign. You know as well as I, being a woman, I won't be allowed to present my own defense. But... I can see the ending. A prison sentence for me that will make headlines all across the country. You did vote, Miss Anthony, in knowing violation of the law. I'll be allowed to speak before I'm sentenced. It's a moment I'll be ready for. Mr. Selden, your client has gotten a fair trial. Your Honor, if you are going to deny a new trial to the defendant, it will be no consolation to her to just be dismissed with a small fine, leaving her with the stigma of a felony conviction. If she is in fact guilty of the offense with which she has been charged, she deserves the utmost penalty which the court under the law has the power to impose. If she is not guilty, she should be acquitted, and not declared guilty of a crime she never committed. Mr. Selden, it is my duty to impose the penalty I deem appropriate. Your motion is hereby dismissed. Will the prisoner please stand? Has the prisoner anything to say why sentence shall not be pronounced? 
Yes, Your Honor, I have many things to say. For in your ordered verdict of guilty, Judge Hunt, you have trampled underfoot every vital principle of our government. My natural rights, my civil rights, my political rights, my judicial rights are all ignored. Robbed of the privilege of citizenship, I'm degraded from the status of a citizen to that of a subject. And not only myself individually, but all of my sex are, by your honor's verdict, doomed to political subjugation under this so-called form of government. The court cannot listen to a rehearsal of arguments the prisoner's counsel has already presented. May it please, your honor. I am not arguing the question, but simply stating the reasons why sentence cannot be pronounced against me. Your denial of my citizens' right to vote is the denial of my right of consent as one of the governed, the denial of my right of representation as one of the taxed, the denial of my right to a trial by a jury of my peers. The court cannot allow the prisoner to go on. May it please the court to remember that since the day of my arrest, this is the first time that I have been allowed a word of defense before judge or jury. The court must insist you return to your seat. The prisoner has been tried according to the established forms of law. Yes, Your Honor, but by forms of law made by men, administered by men, in favor of men, and against women. But in former days, the same man-made laws declared it a crime punishable with a thousand-dollar fine and six months' imprisonment for you or me or any of us to give a cup of water, a crust of bread, or a night's shelter to a panting fugitive slave as he was tracking his way to Canada. And every man or woman in whose veins coursed a drop of human sympathy violated that wicked law and was justified. The court orders the prisoner to sit down. It will not allow another word. When I was brought before Your Honor for trial... I hoped for a liberal interpretation of the Constitution and its recent amendments that should declare equality of rights the national guarantee to all persons born or naturalized in the United States. The court must insist you take your seat. There. Will the prisoner please stand up for sentencing? The sentence of the court is that you pay a fine of $100 and the costs of the prosecution. May it please, Your Honor, I shall never pay a dollar of your unjust penalty. All I possess is a $10,000 debt incurred by publishing my paper, The Revolution, (laughs) the sole object of which was to educate all women to do precisely as I have done. Rebel against your man-made, unjust, unconstitutional forms of law. I shall continue to urge all women to recognize the old revolutionary maxim that resistance to tyranny is obedience to God.
Mr. Quinby, have you ever perceived a future event as so inescapable that you could recall every detail of it? I expect our imaginations are configured rather differently, Miss Anthony. And now, in light of your refusal to report to the Commissioner, I must act in my official capacity and take you into custody. Place the handcuffs on me. Surely I'm as dangerous as any man. I should be arrested properly. Really won't be necessary. I'll ride alongside you on the streetcar. I won't be the one paying for that ride. I didn't think you would. After you, Miss Anthony. Anthony received posthumous recognition for her achievements when the 19th Amendment, enshrining women's right to vote, was designated the Susan B. Anthony Amendment. She, in fact, never did pay Judge Hunt's $100 fine. The Suffragist Project is a production of Odyssey Stage Theater. Visit us online at odysseystage.org.